Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today. It's freezing outside. I hate this weather. The older I get, I can't wait for spring weather. I, I just hate it. I hate it the more. I'm 29 now, and I feel like ever since I was like probably 23, 24 years old, the older I get every single year, the more I hate this dumb, frigid, cold weather. It's like 15 degrees outside right now. You would think I was doing this show outside by the way I'm talking about it. But it's the, one of the first things as I'm sitting here with a hoodie on. And I cannot wait for pitchers and catchers in a month. That's where I was kind of going with this. Is I just can't wait for baseball. I'm just thinking about opening day. And it'll probably still be cold that day when we face off against the Atlanta Braves. So hopefully it won't be as cold as it is right now. But you get the point. So anyway. But we got some great news. Phillies and pitchers. Phillies pitchers and catchers. First official workout in Clearwater on Valentine's Day. It's exciting. It's less than a month away. I guess technically less than a month away. I'm excited. And you should too. First full squad workout will be February 19th. This is all according to um, Todd Zalecki, Phillies uh, wonderful beat writer from MLB.com. So again, Phillies and pitchers and catchers have their first official workout in Clearwater on Valentine's Day, February 14th. First full squad workout is February 19th, five days later. So that's very exciting. Of course, we get some news there. As we get closer to opening day in just a couple of months, it'll be here before you know it. Spring training will be here before you know it. Uh, so I'm excited. I know you are too. So, you know, we'll, we'll get some more news here as we get closer and we'll keep, uh, you know, giving you content until opening day. And we're going to continue to give, give you content throughout the season. So make sure you're checking out Justin Morgenstein, Ben Kenny. They always do great work here uh, on the podcast channel as well. Listen to us on Apple Music, Spotify, not Apple Music, excuse me, uh, Apple Podcasts um, and Spotify. Make sure you're locked in on one of these platforms. I know you are. So we appreciate it, of course. Also, another off-season update here. Um, pretty much kind of going over the same things here, but... 
Um, I know this was, I believe this was a Todd Zalecki article. I just want to make sure I get this right. But there was an article I just read from MLB.com. Yeah, it's always Todd Zalecki. Uh, basically saying that the Phils want to, I guess their next priority is to extend Zach Wheeler this spring and to add more pitching depth. And I, I, they've talked about they wanted to add depth around the around the edges for the team, whether that's uh, you know outfield depth or um, even infield depth, but uh, starting pitching depth and the bullpen. But um, the, that's their 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 next couple of steps are to extend Wheeler, you know, this spring, which it definitely should be. You know, there's been talks about the the Bryce Harper. Um, extension that kind of came out of nowhere you know from the you know from closer to the end of this year and then you know the start of this offseason we're not worried about that and you know I get Bryce wants to do business but at the end of the day the priority for this team should be extending Zach Wheeler at this point it should be the the uh the the number one priority he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball I think I read that there's 242 ERA in the postseason is like sixth best all time it's incredible. I didn't even realize that. We we know Zach is, you know, one of the best starting pitchers in baseball, but 2.42 ERA in the postseason. That's uh that's something to behold. Um uh, that being the sixth best of all time. So I mean, Zach Wheeler being one of the best uh most elite starting pitchers in Major League Baseball over the past, you know, 5 years since the Phillies signed him in 2019. Um you know, Zach Wheeler is Zach Wheeler is the, or 2020, I guess. Uh, that's the number one priority. And, you know, Rob Thompson also said in this article that if if they don't sign any other relievers, that he would be satisfied with what they have right now in the bullpen. And, you know, to a certain extent, I might, I might agree there. So uh, those are your off-season updates. Again, Phillies pitchers and catchers, first official workout, February 14th. First full squad workout February 19th. So there you go. Some updates on the offseason as we're trying to get through the offseason and get to pitchers and catchers and opening day eventually. Next thing I have for you, MLB Network top 10 second baseman. It seems like, and I love MLB Network. I love the channel. I love the clips they put out on YouTube. I love the personnel they have there. Personnel or the hosts they have there, the talent. But it seems like everyone follows in the footsteps of every other network when it comes to these lists. And they know they are. They know what they're doing. And of course, I love the content. And I love the drama. But at the same time, we got to talk about it. MLB Network's top 10 second baseman list. And you can guess, Bryson Stott, not in the top 10. The fan list, different. Bryson Stott was in the fan list. But I'm not here to talk about the fan list. I'm here to talk about the, I guess, the, the list they came up with at MLB Network. I don't know who exactly put it together. But at MLB Network, this is what they put together. Uh, let me read it right here. I had it right here. Mookie Betts. Duh. Jose Altuve. Duh. Marcus Semien. Of course. Luis Arias. Of course. Catal Marte, of course. Matt McLean at number six. Andres Jimenez can see that. Eduard Julian from the Twins. What? Zach Geloff from the Athletics. What? 
Nico Horner could see. McLean, Julian, or Julian, whichever, and Geloff. Or Bryson Stott. And Ozzie Albies, too, by the way. I'm not here to talk about the Braves, but Ozzie Albies, too? Guy who had 33 home runs last year? It's one of the better power-hitting second basemen in Major League Baseball? What are we doing? What are we doing? So, it doesn't make sense to me. Bryson Stott, not, not on the list. I get it. He hasn't, you know, he doesn't have, like, a, a super long resume. It's not like he's been in the majors for eight years. But McLean, Julian, and Geloff, I think, played, like, half a season last year. All com- Like, they all played, like, 60 to, like, 90 games. It's ridiculous. And they know what they're doing. I mean, I, I they, of course, they're... They, the producers, whoever is telling them to to leave some of these guys off the list for the reasons of getting people to talk about it. And I, I, I get it. I get it. But it just doesn't make sense. Where would Bryson Stott come in on your list? I guess is the question I'm going to I'm gonna end with here. It's just it's ridiculous. Um, again, like I'm okay with Jimenez, Horner being on this list too. I would probably rank Stott. Eh. I mean, I'd rank Stott in the top 10. I wouldn't go top five. Um, just McLean, uh, Julian from the Twins, and Geloff from the A's just doesn't make sense to me. So there you go. Bryson Stott, not in the top 10. We'd love to know your thoughts on Twitter, at Rojas underscore media underscore. Let me know your thoughts. Let's continue with what to expect from a player in 2024, shall we? Um, last time, did Kyle Schwarber? If you want to go check out that episode and hear what I have to say on Kyle Schwarber, what we should expect from in 2024, the Phillies leadoff hitter, listen to scroll down and listen to the last episode on where I talked about what we should expect from Kyle Schwarber. Christopher Sanchez going to go back to starting pitching now. A guy that exceeded expectations last year for the Phillies, in my opinion. 2023, 18 starts. 19 games overall, 344 ERA was good for a 125 ERA plus, a 2.2 baseball reference war, just under 100 innings pitched, not 96 strikeouts, good for almost a nine strikeouts per nine innings. I felt like he exceeded expectations, especially looking at his numbers uh, before last season and the, you know, the very limited sample size he had as a Philadelphia Phillies pitcher. You know, didn't really expect him to come in and really be like for, you know, for almost 20 starts to be the Phillies number two, you know, compared to what the other Phillies starting pitchers did. Like Aaron Nola was underwhelming. Tywin Walker was average. Ranger Suarez was honestly average. And uh, why am I blanking on the last uh, Phillies starting pitcher? So uh, Wheeler. Nola, Walker, Ray, I said, well, okay, so I said all of them. Um, you know, obviously, Wheeler is Zach Wheeler. He wasn't incredible last year, but he was good still. Um, did have points where he was great. But you get the point. I mean, Christopher Sanchez puts up numbers where, I mean, it's good as number two, and they needed him to be to be, to be be that way. So they needed him to exceed expectations. Or maybe they maybe they don't finish with, what, 90 wins, 92 and 70, or 90 and 72, whichever. Like, you get it, 90 and 72. You needed him to be better. Uh, you needed him to be exceed expectations, like I said. So, um, Christopher Sanchez came in and exceeded expectations last year. 
needed him to at that point. This year in 2024, you shouldn't need him to. That's where I'm going to go right into it. You shouldn't need him to exceed expectations necessarily. He shouldn't be expected to come in and be the exact same pitcher that he was in 2023. And hopefully, you know, Sanchez can give you 25 to 30 starts this year instead of, you know, 18, uh, which was not necessarily on him because, you know, the Phillies decided to bring him in. I don't think Sanchez ever got hurt last year. He should be, I think he should be expected to come in and be a, a solid number five this year. He should be your number five. You pay Tyler Walker to be, you know, a number three, a number four for this team. You know, what was it, four years, 72 million? Tywan Walker should be expected to come in and, you know, do a good job this year. Not, I don't care about the, the win stat is so crappy. The win stat is not good. It's not a good stat. It's one of the worst stats in sports history. So I'm not going to look at him being like top five in wins. He got lucky every, you know, he'd leave sometimes with like a, a one-run lead went six to five, but he gave him five earned runs. Doesn't mean he. Had, I guess he got, got the win. Doesn't mean he had, oh whatever. They, they 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 won with him on the bump. Like shut up, stupid. So, um, Tywin Walker, uh, he needs to be better. Aaron Ola needs to be better, obviously, especially after getting a you know an extension here. Ranger Suarez needs to be better. There, there's more pressure on those guys rather than Taiwan Walker. Or, I mean, excuse me, rather than Christopher Sanchez. Now, would I love Christopher Sanchez to come out and, you know, replicate what he did this year in 25 to 30 starts? Hell yeah. I'm just saying the expectations should not be for him to have that uh, type of season. It shouldn't, he shouldn't have to have that type of season again. There should be more pressure on these other guys to, um, to be better. Sanchez shouldn't have to be expected to be the number two. Aaron Nola should be expected to be the number two. Ranger Suarez should be expected to be a better number three. Tom Walker should be expected to be a better number four, whatever it may be. So it shouldn't be on Christopher Sanchez to be, uh, you know, there should be more pressure on other guys. Another thing. I mean, I just want him to go out there and give give the Phillies, a, you know, offense a chance to win every time he goes out and when he hands it off to the bullpen, you know? And that might not be, you know, a quality start every single time. You know, as a number, as a five starter, you're you're going to expect the fifth starter to, you know, to maybe not have some great outings, um, you know, here and there. ERA is not going to be a three forty four like it was this year. Maybe it's maybe it's more closer to what, you know, maybe maybe what Tywin Walker's, Ranger Suarez's was. Um, so I, I I just want him to go out there every single start this year, and just give the Phils offense a chance to win. Just a chance to win. Maybe close to a quality start every time. But you can't expect him to do what he did last season. Especially, you know, if it is a full season now, you know, coming into 2024. Which I think we would all would expect, especially after the type of year he had in 2023. So, can't expect that. Just want him to go out there. And every time he goes in the bump, um, just give the Phillies offense a chance to win. I know that's kind of cliche thing, especially you would probably say that about every starting pitcher, but some starting pitchers like Wheeler and Nola, you'd expect to go out there, give, give you those seven innings, one earned. That's not just a chance to win. That is shutting down the other lineup. So I'm not expecting Christopher Sanchez to go out there and just shut down the, the other, the opponent's lineup. And last thing, consistency. And I know again, cliche thing. You might, you might say that about other starting pitchers consistency. I just want, 
And he kind of did that last year. You know, if you look at his splits, you look at his game logs, there's only a couple of blow-ups there. Only a couple of blow-ups. So I just want him to be as a consistent starting pitcher. You know, just be consistent, you know, throughout the throughout the season. You know, don't get to September and have a terrible September, like maybe Aaron Nola has in the past. I don't want that. I just want consistency throughout. I want to know what I'm getting for, from you every, for the most part, every time out, Christopher Sanchez. Just some consistency. To me, that is important uh, when we're looking at the future number five starter this year for the Philadelphia Phillies. But let me know what you th- think of Christopher Sanchez. He's an interesting one. Do you expect him to replicate what he did last season? I think there are going to be people, a lot of Phillies fans, that maybe will start to get annoyed with him if he doesn't start to pitch like he did last year. And sometimes it happens. I mean, honestly, Ranger Suarez at one point was, uh, I'm trying to think when, it was a couple years ago, right, where he was just mowing down hitters. But he wasn't even, I don't know if he was necessarily a full-time starter yet. But, you know, Ranger last year kind of fell off a little bit, and he was and he was hurt. So, but, but we've, we've talked about Ranger in the past. So, want to stick to Sanchez here. But let me know on Twitter, at Rojas underscore media underscore. Let me know what your thoughts are on Christopher Sanchez. What do you expect from him in 2024? Around Major League Baseball, not a whole lot of exciting things, but some interesting things. So the Pirates signed 16-year-old center fielder from Panama. I guess this was uh, from International Signing Day uh, from a couple of days ago. They signed Iverson Allen. This was definitely not by mistake. Like, whoever named their kid Iverson Allen definitely did that with the intention of, I like Allen Iverson, or I know Allen Iverson. We're just going to switch this. And I know it's a it's in Panama, but Allen Iverson was definitely globally known. Okay, he was definitely globally known in his prime. Especially, you know, yeah, he, he was definitely globally known in his prime. I'm sure if you go to other countries and you say Allen Iverson, I'm sure there's going to be, not everybody, but I'm sure there's going to be a good amount of people that probably know who he is. Iverson Allen, 16-year-old center fielder from Panama, signs of the Pirates. So there you go. Iverson Allen to the Pirates. Uh, also, the White Sox, serious about building a new stadium when their lease is up in 2029. So apparently, we're going to get a new White Sox stadium, um, potentially. After the lease is up in 2029. Very interesting there. Uh, Cuban pitcher Yariel Rodriguez signs with the Blue Jays. Um, Cuban pitcher, we, I saw a little, bit, a little bit of him in the World Baseball Classic, and he was pretty nasty. So interesting there with the, with the Blue Jays. Updates on free agents, not too much. I mean, really, it's the market is slowing down. Um, I don't know if they're waiting on Hater. It's what I've kind of read on LB.com is that they're waiting on the market to move with Josh Hader, but the only other thing that is even close to intriguing is that John Heyman said Blake Snell unlikely to sign with the Yankees after they signed Marcus Stroman. So maybe that could potentially uh, what it means for the Phillies. Who knows? Maybe maybe the Phillies get in on there, get in on in on Snell as maybe the price drops on Blake Snell. So definitely something to monitor. Um, Blake Snell unlikely to sign with the Yankees after the Marcus Stroman deal. That according to MLB.com's John Heyman and Odyssey insider John Heyman. Update on the Hall of Fame ballot tracker. Um, I Just to update here, and then I want you to hear some sound from MLB Network, actually. Bobby Abreu, former Phil, at 19%. This is only according to 157 public ballots. There are 40... There are almost 44... 
percent of balance ballots known. Excuse me. So um, percentage of ballots known right now, forty four percent. So there's still you know sixty or less than sixty percent that we still don't know of. But Bobby Abreu at nineteen percent. Um, Jimmy Rollins at thirteen point one percent. And Billy Wagner at 79.8 and Chase Utley at 44%. So not really much movement since last time I checked. Um, but the one out, I, Jimmy Rollins. So he, I said J-Roll was at 13%, whatever, 13.1. I want you to hear this sound from MLB Network. They talked about um, J-Roll and, you know, some numbers here and, uh, whether or not they think he's a Hall of Famer. So I want you to hear this down. Here it is. I think one thing to keep in mind here too, guys, is with Utley coming on the ballot this year, I think that's ultimately going to help Rollins because they're inseparable. And as Utley gets more play, Rollins is going to get re-examined. Still has six, seven years to go on the ballot for Jimmy. So where do you guys come down on his candidacy? Uh, I think he's clearly a Hall of Famer, no doubt. And I, the thing I look at too is, again, the his, historical context of it. Shortstop didn't do what he was doing. Right. When they did it, when he did it, you know, so I think that's uniqueness in there. Yeah, my initial reaction was that my gut check was no, that I didn't feel he was. And I felt a little bit about Chase Utley the same way. And then the more I've looked at the numbers and the position, which I think is the important aspect of this, certainly for, for Rollins and Utley, uh, I think that Jimmy Rollins, you look at the numbers, you're talking about, you know, guys who are superstar first ballot Hall of Famers whose numbers are comparable to. So, yeah, you heard Harold Reynolds, Steve Phillips, um, I forget the other uh, – I apologize for the other guy's name from LB Network. Um, but there they are. They talked about J-Roll, and they all seem to think he's a Hall of Famer. I'm still not – I don't know. I, I, I get the I, – I go back and forth in the positional thing. Like, I, I I get it. You compare guys to positions, but, like, I don't know. what, what What's the difference between if you were a shortstop and a third baseman? I, I just care about the overall value. I still think J-Roll's overall value doesn't – belong in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I go back and forth on this a lot, so I love to hear the different opinions on it, but I'm still in the camp on J-Roll's not a Hall of Famer, but I don't want to be the dead horse in this, but let me know what your thoughts there on uh, Harold Reynolds, Steve Phillips uh, from MLB Network and their thoughts on the Hall of Fame with J-Roll there. Um, So let me know your thoughts uh, there as uh, they talked about J-Roll, so I thought that was interesting. Before we go, this day in Philly's history. Not a whole lot. 1938, Grover Cleveland Alexander elected into baseball's Hall of Fame with 212 of 262 possible votes. This according to broadandpatterson.com. Always bring the info. Shout out to them. Phillies transactions on this day. Signed for agent Larry Anderson, the great L.A. And I think he pitched only that year and he was done. He retired after that. So there you go. Born on this date, 1884, Ralph Caldwell. 1911, Pinky May. 1946, Billy Garbeckowitz. And 1972, Phillies Wall of Famer, Mike Lieberthal. Happy birthday to Mike Lieberthal. So there you go. This day in Phillies history. That's going to do it for me today for the episode. We're getting closer to pitching catchers, pitchers and catchers. Follow me on Twitter at Rojas underscore media. Make sure you're tuned in on Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Make sure you're staying tuned for Ben Kenny, Justin Morgenstein, their episodes too. I'll see you guys soon. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.